Episode 14 Without analysing or criticising anyone, what's wrong here? Chris said. We're all at each other's throats. I think it's pretty clear, Alfred said. We have been stuck with each other for almost a week with no internet, no phones, no games, no TV. And we don't know how serious the situation with the power and the outside world is. Does anyone have any suggestions? I think we have already discussed that, Bruce said. Dorian is set for life, it seems. Alfred will probably plough through his entire library and the rest of us will continue as before, doing this and that and hoping Dorian comes up with something. Pathetic as it sounds, that's where we're at. I, for one, will take some time to think through where I'm going with my app. It's just about to take off. I might also try to come up with an idea for another one. I might try and create some GCSE revision material and mock exams. My students could do with some help, Martin said. My PhD, I guess. I can't do too much without materials I can't get now, but there are some things I can do, Clive said. You said it, my library, Alfred said. That's all right for you intellectuals. I'm just a simple shopkeeper. Chris said. But that's not what I meant. I meant that should we not be taking some kind of action? The days are passing and nothing out there is changing, at least not that we can see. It seems strange just to sit around reading all day or working on projects that ultimately depend on the return of the internet, which all of yours do, by the way. Any suggestions? Bruce asked. No, it's just strange to be doing nothing, like I said. What did you expect? To be roaming the ravaged countryside, scouring emptied shops for supplies and fighting desperate survivors to the death, like in The Walking Dead or something? No, of course not. I just... I don't know. I guess there's nothing we can do. Oh, except... He glanced at Alfred, who hurriedly shook his head. Except what? Bruce asked. Martin caught the look and the shake of the head. Oh, I know what this is about. It's about Chris's supplies that you are hoarding from the town. Now's not a good time, Alfred said. Let's talk about something else. Well, you know what I think, and you are not making a decision without me. Is that clear? Wow, look at who's being all tough. Who are you, and what have you done to Martin? Bruce asked. Martin merely kept eye contact with Alfred, who nodded. Of course, Alfred said. We won't make any decisions about the supplies without discussing them with all of us present together. That's what Chris wanted to do now, I think. I just think we've had enough arguments for the day. Agreed, Clive said. Yeah, me too, Bruce said. Fine, Martin said. He leant back in his chair with a, this is not over, look at Alfred 
and another one at Bruce. All disagreements having been resolved, their plans for the following day having been shared and no further course of action to be decided, silence asserted itself. They sat together around the remnants of the mythical monument, Dorian lying in them. Martin eventually turned to Clive. I see you've been reading Alfred's book on changing family structures and the mental health of children. I read it a few months ago. What did you think of it? I think it is well argued and rigorous, but I take issue with the questions asked in the surveys that the author uses to make her most important and wide-ranging conclusion, or rather what was not asked as well as what was. Such as? All the questions took as their point of departure the traditional family model, one father, one mother. The author considered this model as the default, rather than as just one among many. But it is the default. I mean, it has been for millennia. That does not necessarily mean... That does not mean it is necessarily the only or even the best one from any perspective, including that of children, so it should not be treated that way. You can't just introduce new family models and expect them to be considered on equal footing with the defining family model of human civilization. Why ever not? Slavery was considered acceptable throughout history until very recently, as was the idea that there are only two genders based on the biological sexes, but that does not mean we should accept these views. Slavery is indeed unacceptable, but there are only two genders. You're not serious. Very. Where do I even start? Who are you to tell people what they can and can't identify as? If they identify as a gender other than the sex they were born as, that is their choice. And who are you, or anyone for that matter, to redefine human biology and the human nature that is related to it? There is no such thing as human nature. Really? Well, what do you say about what all humans have in common? Reason, a sense of right and wrong, emotions? Hey chaps, enough of that, Bruce intervened. No politics or religion, remember? And you think that still matters? Clive shot back. Absolutely. The day we abandon that rule is the day that things really go to hell. Fine, but I had an answer to your last point, Clive told Martin. And I'm sure I had an answer to your answer. Okay, chaps, simmer down, Bruce said. Let's try a conversation topic that does not involve politics, religion, or just generally being at each other's throats. Another few minutes respite, then Chris turned to Bruce. I see you're reading The Day of the Jackal. That's what I read before my current book, a few days ago. Where are you at now? He's just managed to smuggle his rifle into France. It's really building up. Don't give it away. What do you think of it? It's really exciting. I always thought the opinion that a good novel is better than a good film to be ridiculous. But maybe it's true for some books, like this one. Wow, I'm becoming like that lot over there. Gesture towards Alfred and Martin. All philosophical. You say that like it's a bad thing. Chris said, and you say it like it's not. 
another lull in the conversation, then Bruce, ever the practical one, and sandwiched between Martin and Chris besides, remarked, In the interest of everyone's sanity, it's time to do something about the shower situation. River's that way, Clive pointed, and we're all making the trip. Time for another rule. Everyone has to go and wash once a day. I'm not going all the way there just to wash every day, Clive said. Still, you are right. Let's say every other day. The others agreed. Martin and Chris emphatically, Alfred with his usual air of gravity, and Dorian with five pairs of eyes boring into him with a shrug. Lull. Dorian resumed his earlier recumbent position, this time in the construction rather than next to it. Must you do that, Dorian? Alfred asked. Hmm? Wallow in that mess. Aren't you going to clean it up? Later, later. Now I am enjoying the rest that I have earned with my labour, which is all the more needed given the tension you have all been creating. Earned? You don't know what hard work is, Bruce said. Why shouldn't I? I earn my keep, same as all of you. What need is there to graft away at it like you do? To actually achieve something with my life. With what? Getting a million downloads for your app? That's just the beginning. Of what? Ten million downloads? A hundred million? A billion? Two popular apps? Five? Ten? So what? To become successful and make an impact. To shape how people use social media. That's power. That's what. Dorian shrugged. And what of those of us who actually do something for society? Like Martin and I, Chris asked. Whose work is actually important and who don't get power or wealth or fame or whatever it is you're after. Bruce opened his mouth in instant retort, but Alfred waved him down. Don't. You're not going to get anywhere with each other anyway. Let's not have another argument. So I'm just supposed to leave that unanswered? Someone has to. It doesn't make them more right or more wrong. It just makes them more prudent. Man, you know how to stroke his ego, Clive said. Don't, Alfred said to both of them. I've had enough of this negativity, Dorian announced. I'm out of here. Where to? Bruce asked hopefully. To my room for some peace and to regain my sense of balance. He left. Don't forget that shower, Bruce called after him. For our peace and sense of balance. He's right, Clive said. There is a lot of negativity. I'm... Which you started, or have you already forgotten that? I began the conversation by showing some appreciation to Dorian, and then you lashed out at everything and everyone, and it all went downhill from there. Yet somehow I'm always the bad guy around here. It's because you're so blunt, Alfred said. You and your verdicts, 
Why do you have to be so damn right all the time? You do realise you've just illustrated his point perfectly, right? Clive said with triumph. And don't you get so smug. I'm right about you starting all this and you know it. And then you did your fair share to make sure things didn't get any better. Okay, Chris said. I've got a book to read. It seems four is the island of peace around here. See you later. He left. Enough, enough, Martin said. What is wrong with us? Yes, we've been stuck inside with each other and no phones for almost a week now, but surely that needn't mean this. You need to stop it now. No, we. I don't mean to point any fingers at anybody. We all need to stop it and just learn to get along. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to find a book to read. He got up. May I have a word with you? Alfred asked. Martin nodded and they left together.